Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Welcome to episode 170 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison. You are in the right place for proven practical tips and advice each and every week that's going to help you to grow your membership website. Today, we're talking about money. Great topic. Everybody loves money and everyone loves, in particular, saving money. Now, when you're running a membership site, the cost of things like hosting, email marketing services, software licenses, other marketing and advertising expenses, they can quickly rack up. There's so many moving parts in a membership website that before you know it, your expenses list is as long as your arm. So we all like saving money and particularly because so many things involved in running a membership site cost money. Today, I want to give you nine ways that you can save money when running your membership website. The first of those relates to the software you use for your membership. So most of the membership sites that our listeners are running are using WordPress. So we heavily advocate for running memberships using WordPress with a membership plugin. Now throw on top of that the fact that you'll usually need plugins or services for things like sales pages, maybe you're using something like Thrive Leads for your pop-ups and your opt-ins on your website. These kind of software uh, options and solutions, they can quickly add up in terms of the license costs that you need to pay in order to be able to use them. Now, quite often, if you go to the website of a plugin provider, you will be presented with a number of different options for your license. Typically, you'll have options whereby you can purchase a single license that will allow you to use that software or that plugin on one website only. There might also be another option where perhaps you get three licenses or five licenses or as many as 10 licenses, and that will cost you a little bit more than this single site license option will cost. And then often, these uh, choices are capped off by an unlimited option. So these are either unlimited licenses for as many websites as you own, as many websites as you need to use your software, your plugin on, or sometimes they'll be called developer licenses. So these are aimed at web developers who perhaps have dozens and dozens of clients where they might want to use that plugin. And so it makes sense for them to buy an unlimited license that allows them to use that plugin on as many websites as they want without having to worry about paying for it each and every time they want to use it. Now, for the average membership site owner, you're not going to be building 5, 10, 10,000 websites. And so you don't really need an unlimited website license. You probably don't even need a license that gives you the ability to use that plugin or that software on even two or three websites. Chances are your membership is the only website that you're going to be using that plugin for. And so when it comes to purchasing licenses for the different pieces of software that you're using, resist the temptation unless you know that you're going to need to use it on a lot of websites and you're going to need to use it on a lot of websites quite early on, so within the next 12 months or so. Resist the option to go for the higher priced license choices and just stick with a single domain license. Stick with what you need for now. In the future, then you'll find you're probably going to be able to quite easily upgrade your license to one that gives you the ability to use it on more than one website. 
But until then, what is the point in paying for something that is much, much more than you're ever likely to need? So while it might represent better value to pay a multi-site license, so for example, maybe it costs you $200 to use your plugin on just one website or $300 to use your plugin on unlimited websites. Sure, it's better value, but only if you're actually making use of that license on multiple websites. So a good way of saving money, stick to what you need when you need it. And when it comes to software licenses, don't be tempted into buying developer licenses or multi-site licenses unless you really need them. Money-saving tip number two is for anybody who goes to conferences. So you might be going to events, conferences, marketing events, or what have you, either to learn new stuff that's going to help you run and grow your membership or your business as a whole. Maybe you go to conferences for networking and connections. Whatever the case, if these conferences offer early bird tickets. So most events will have some form of early bird ticket where they heavily discount the cost of the tickets for anyone buying them way, way, way in advance. So some of these events have early bird sales on their tickets a year ahead of when the event's actually taking place. If you know that you're going to go to an event or you're 99% sure that you're going to go to an event, make sure you're taking advantage of those early bird ticket prices. Usually the discount is huge compared to what you're likely going to pay even just several months down the line. So make sure, if you know, like you might not be 110% committed to that event, but if you know in your heart of hearts that you're likely to go to it, that it's going to be beneficial to your business, snap up the tickets when they're in the early bird pricing. It can save you hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So that's tip number two, buy early bird tickets for any conferences, any events you're going to be going to and make sure that you're actually subscribed to the email list for any conferences you're interested in because usually those sorts of offers go out to the email list first or subscribers to those emails will often get a preferential rate on those discounted tickets. So tip one, don't buy developer or multi-site licenses unless you really need them. Tip two, make sure you're buying early bird tickets for any conferences you're likely to go to. Tip number three, for anyone who is building up a team and they're outsourcing tasks with their membership. So maybe you're outsourcing admin work. Maybe you've got a community manager or a podcast editor or a graphic designer, web developer. Anyone you're outsourcing stuff to where you're paying them on an hourly basis. Make sure you've taken the time to develop processes for the tasks that you're outsourcing. You're not just saying to somebody, okay, this is the end result I want, so just go away and make it happen. Actually develop step-by-step processes of the specific tasks that you're outsourcing. One, this is going to help you to streamline the work that's being done a little bit better to make sure it's being done as efficiently and as effectively as possible. Two, it's going to give you a better understanding of the actual work involved. So you're not just outsourcing something without any real understanding of how long it should take to get it done. And three, it enables you to insist that the people you're outsourcing this work to provide a breakdown of the time they're spending on the various aspects of the work you're getting them to do. So that you can actually look at that breakdown and see which areas are taking the most time and as a result, costing you the most money. That then will enable you to fine-tune the process to perhaps look at alternative ways of doing things or maybe to consider 
keeping some part of those processes as work that you do if you know that you can get them done quicker or perhaps maybe you need to outsource to someone who's a specialist in those areas that are taking a little more time you know if you're having your admin assistant also put together designs for your social media graphics it might be taking them two or three times longer to do it than it would if you outsource it to a graphic designer who might be a little bit more expensive but maybe they're not going to be two or three times more expensive than your admin staff. So developing better processes just gives you the ability to really zero in on where your money is going when you're outsourcing tasks. And as a result, you can refine, you can improve, and you can ultimately end up saving money or at least making sure you're getting the most from the money you're spending on outsourced work. Tip number four, unsubscribe from the AppSumo newsletter, okay? This one might be a little bit controversial and this is in absolutely no way a slight on the guys at AppSumo. I love what they're doing. They're great. Some of the deals they offer are fantastic. But if you're subscribed to the AppSumo newsletter or the newsletter of any similar kind of deals type company, do yourself a favor, unsubscribe because it's like somebody offering you up a plate of sweets, a delicious piece of cake or some ice cream every week, every month. You know you shouldn't have it. You know you probably don't need it, but it's just so tempting because the deal is just so good. So you give in and you buy this phenomenal deal. Then you download the software or you save your login details or whatever it is you bought, and then you end up not using it. I'd love it if I could get a show of hands from you. Let's get a virtual show of hands by way of a tweet or a comment inside the Facebook group or tweet me at membership guys. Let me know just how often you actually use the stuff you buy from AppSumo. What percentage? Now, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there who use everything that they buy. They buy a brand new tool, a brand new piece of software each and every week from AppSumo. They save a fortune and they use all of it to the absolute max. But honestly, these guys are few and far between. Most of the people we talk to, and certainly in our own experience ourselves, from succumbing to the temptation of all these amazing deals that companies like AppSumo put out there, most of the time you end up buying this stuff and then not using it. And sure, it might just be $20 here, $50 there, but that adds up. If you're spending constantly on stuff you're not using, then you are, by definition, wasting money. So even if it's just for the initial stages of your membership until you get to a point where actually 40 or $50 wasted every month on software you'll never use is a drop in the ocean. Until then, unsubscribe from the AppSumo newsletter. That, I guarantee you, will help you avoid wasting money on stuff you don't use. Fifth way to save money when running your membership, stop randomly and instinctively just boosting your posts on Facebook. Facebook are very, very smart in how they constantly give you little nudges to boost your posts stuff that you put on your Facebook page. In fact, they seem to have recently ramped up their efforts to get you to hit that boost button, to spend just $5 here, $10 there, to get a little bit more range, a little bit more reach for your Facebook posts. If you post something that's particularly popular, you'll get a notification from Facebook saying, hey, this post seems really popular. Why not boost it so even more people see it? 
If you post something that nobody looks at, you'll get a little notification. Hey, this post doesn't seem to be doing so well. How about you boost it? The easy button, boost post, can be very, very expensive. If you're doing Facebook advertising, you should have a plan, you should have a strategy. You should actually seek out the advice of someone who knows how to get the best out of Facebook ads. And they'll pretty much all agree, or I would hope they'd agree, that the way to get the most out of your Facebook advertising is not to just randomly and indiscriminately click on boost post. So, want to save yourself some money? Don't hit that boost post button on the stuff you put on your Facebook page. If you're going to do Facebook advertising, seek out advice, join a membership, get a call, speak to a Facebook ad specialist about how to actually get the best bang for your buck and the best return on your investment from Facebook. Because $5 to boost a random post, $10 there, $15 there, again, It's not the best way of doing it. And Facebook know that. Facebook know it's an easy way of getting your money. So stop boosting random posts on Facebook again. It's not just a case of saving you money. It's saving you from spending money on stuff that is just a waste. So that doesn't get you a return. Number six, if you're part of Member Site Academy, make use of the resources that we offer. So inside Member Site Academy, we've got a section where we have perks and discounts. So some of this is money off, some of it's extended trials, some of it is added time versus what you'd be able to get publicly. Make sure if you're going to buy any software, if you're going to buy your membership plugins, if you're going to subscribe to a service, check the resources section. It's in the membership toolkit. You can get there from the dashboard. Get yourself in there and check to see whether we have a perk or a discount on the particular service, software, whatever that you're planning to use. It breaks our heart when we see people sending us an email or a message saying, oh man, I've just bought this membership plugin and then I logged into the academy to watch the training on how to set it up and I saw that you guys have 10% off or 30% off or two months extended license or something like that. Make sure that you're making use of the resources that we've gone out there and hustled and negotiated for you. So always check that. It'll take a few minutes. Check to see if we've got a perk or a discount before you buy that plugin or subscribe to that service. Same goes for any of the memberships that you're part of. You know, one of the best ways to learn about memberships is to join a membership and just see it in action. So you may already be part of two or three other memberships. Hopefully, one of them is Member Site Academy because That's a no-brainer, right? (laughs) But if you're in any other memberships, most of them will also have perks and discounts. So if they do, just make a note, whether you stick it on a little post-it note, pop it on your monitor, on your computer, your Mac, or wherever, just to remind you, have a quick look at the perks and discounts of the memberships you're part of to see whether any of them can be applied to this thing you're going to buy for your business. Next tip is in the same vein. While it is advantageous to be part of other memberships for pure research purposes, to experience being a member, to see what works, what doesn't work, how you feel as a member in these different sites and what factors go into making the experience a positive one or a negative one, being a part of other memberships should be a no-brainer for anyone running a membership. They're great for research purposes, but you can go too far. 
limit the other memberships that you join for research, especially, again, in those early days where maybe money's going to be a little bit tighter. Limit the other memberships. You don't want to go to more than two or three active memberships if you're joining them for pure research purposes. Now, I may be biased when I say that one of those memberships should, of course, be Member Site Academy, full-on plug, but if uh, if you're looking at being part of other memberships and it's just a research, try not to go overboard. Again, if you're paying $40, $50 a time for all these different memberships, that can add up really, really quickly. So limit and scale back and change up the memberships that you're part of as well. Next tip, if you're signing up for memberships, if you're signing up for software licenses, if you're signing up for various different services, it may be better for you in the long run to go for the annual subscription rather than the monthly. Now, monthly is more manageable. Monthly has less of a financial impact in the short term, but over the long term, usually you're going to save quite a bit of money by comparison if you go for the annual option on the various services, the various subscriptions you sign up for. If you know that you're joining a membership and you plan to be a part of that membership for more than a year, it's a no-brainer. If you have that money available to you right now, go for the annual option because you will usually save a fair chunk over the space of that 12 months. As an example with Member Site Academy, and this is an approach that we encourage other people to take if they're offering both an annual and a monthly plan, we price up our annual to be the equivalent of 10 months in terms of cost. So you effectively, when comparing to a monthly subscription, you effectively get two months free. So that's $100. So it's not an insignificant saving to make. And you'll find actually some memberships and some subscription companies, they have an even bigger discount for annual plans because they actually prefer you to go annual rather than monthly. And as such, they knock a huge saving off that annual plan by comparison to paying 12 monthly payments. So if you have the cash available now, and you know that you're considering signing up for something, whether it's a license, a month-to-month service, or another membership, if you know that you're going to be in it for the long haul, save yourself some money, go for the annual plan, because it can represent a significant saving over the full year. And then finally, I would recommend a good way of ensuring that you're on top of your finances and that you're not wasting money is to have a monthly review day for any marketing, any ad spend, anything you're paying for. Once a month, it doesn't have to take over a whole day. It can be just an hour or so, just to give yourself a little sanity check to review your ad spend. So how much have you spent on ads in this last month? What has been the payoff? How much have you spent going to networking meetings? What has been the payoff? Not everything has to have a financial return on investment, but you need to be able to justify the money that you're spending. If you're paying for something and you've simply not used it, are you going to commit to using it? Or is it just a complete no-go? Do you know there's no chance in hell you're actually going to make any use of this thing you're paying for? Nip anything in the bud that's not working, that's not providing some form of benefit for you and your business, whether that's a direct, tangible return on investment or, you know, whether it's it's the assurance or the reassurance and the peace of mind that you have a resource available to you as and when you need it. That's okay. 
It's okay if you're not making full use of something, but there's genuine value in having it available for you at short notice or as an emergency. You know, that's why insurance exists. But if you cannot justify, or if you've got to think real hard about why you're actually paying for something, then it's probably something you're better off nipping in the bud. So make sure you've got a regular review process for any expenditure in your business. Doesn't matter what stage you're at, wasted money is wasted money. So that's tip number nine to help you save money when running your membership. Have a monthly review day where you actually look at all the outgoings and you trim the fat where needed. So to recap, nine ways to save money when running your membership. One, don't buy developer or multi-site licenses for software and programs unless you really, really need them. Tip two, if you go to conferences to grow and develop your business, your membership, take advantage of the early bird offers that most conference organizers have on their tickets. For example, we are going to be running our own conference in the UK next year and very soon, if we haven't already gotten a little excited and pulled the trigger early by the time this podcast goes out, we will be offering early bird tickets for that conference. So keep an eye out for those. And if you plan on coming to our event, or if you plan on going to any of the conferences, make sure you are taking advantage of the early bird ticket prices, because usually you can make a massive, massive saving and ensure that you subscribe to the email list of any conference organizers you might be interested in. Tip three, make sure you're developing good, solid processes for any work that you're outsourcing and insist that the subcontractors you use provide you with a breakdown of the time they spend and the tasks they spend that time on. Tip four, sorry, AppSumo, unsubscribe from the AppSumo newsletter, resist the temptation to build up a huge stockpile of stuff that you're never going to use. Tip five, stop boosting random posts on Facebook. You want to use Facebook ads, get an actual strategy. Avoid hitting that easy button because it usually results in wasted money. Tip six, if you're part of Member Site Academy, make sure you check our resources section for any perks or any discounts before you buy a membership plugin or you subscribe to marketing software or anything like that. Not just for the Academy, same goes for any membership you're in where they do offer perks and discounts. Tip number seven, limit how many memberships or how many courses you buy or memberships you join that you join for research purposes. We definitely advocate that anyone running a membership is part of two or three other memberships for research and inspiration, but you want to cap it out at two or three. Otherwise, it starts getting way too expensive. Tip number eight, if you're signing up for a license, if you're subscribing to a service and you know you're going to use it long term, cough up that little bit of extra money to buy the annual subscription plan because in the long run, you'll end up saving a lot more money compared to paying a monthly fee. And finally, make sure you're reviewing all of this stuff once a month, looking at your marketing and ad spend, looking at other outgoings in your business and nipping anything that's not working in the bud. So those are nine tips to help you save money when running your membership. I've got to give a little hat tip to my good friends, Andrew and Pete over at andrewandpete.com. For the inspiration for today's episode, they tweeted out a fantastic graphic, which was, I think it was like 14 or 15 general tips on how to save money as a business owner. So 
that gave me the inspiration for this episode to spin it off into something more specific to membership site owners. So hopefully you guys have found this useful. Hopefully it helps you save a dollar or two here and there. I'd love to hear from you as always. Give me a shout on Twitter at Membership Guys. Or if you're part of our Facebook group over at talkmemberships.com, that's our free Facebook group with about 10,000 membership site owners in there, then let me know in the discussion in that group how many of these tips you're going to put into practice and whether you have any money-saving tips of your own that your fellow membership site owners could benefit from. If you're not part of our Facebook group, head to talkmemberships.com. That will redirect you to our free group or just search for Membership Mastermind in Facebook. That'll get you to the right place. That's it from me for this week. I'm back again next week, as always, with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Membersite Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.